For many, this heat, dust, and isolation remain the perception of agriculture. However, in the 21st century, agriculture is an exciting, high-tech sector that feeds the world. So we are at, is it MED Automation? You said MED Automation no, or MED? No, MED. So it actually stands for Mechanical Engineering and Design. That was the original name and got shortened. Okay. Yeah. I wondered. Yeah, okay. otherwise you, you associate it with medical or something like that. Yeah. So don't do the MED. So, okay. But so I, I think they must just introduce themselves. Yes, exactly. please would you, it's nice to be here. Please tell us, give, will you please introduce yourself? Oh, I'm John Fernickak. I'm uh, the marketer for MED. I've been employed for the last year and a half with them. And uh, yes, that's us. Great. <laughs> I'm Vickers. Uh, I am head of MED projects and then I do marketing for the company as well. Everybody here does a bit of marketing. And then I do facility design and project management, specifically on the pack houses or the facility surrounding all the equipment that we design and so Okay. So what does MED automation do? What do you guys, it's, it, it's one of those things, and it's a difficult one to explain, but. I think if you, if you look up, this is what I was thinking of. If you just happen to stumble past the name MED automation, you might not even know that it's in agriculture. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe more a function of people in the agricultural industry not marketing themselves mm. well, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> um, I think as an elevator pitch, we do the design of peripheral equipment for fruit and vegetable packing equipment. So by peripheral, I mean packing stations, tippers, flumes, water flumes to transport fruit on conveyors, um, things like that. And then we're the agent for Grefa specifically, who's one of the biggest and best suppliers of fruit sorting grading equipment. So that specifically tells you this fruit is of a specific quality. We then design and manufacture ourselves the peripheral equipment. So, um, and then as added on, we have parts and servicing of said equipment and then I was added on later or MED projects came on later I should say to to assist our clients with the buildings and the logistics that surround this because what we found was happening I need a pack house and you throw down a building and you put the stuff in but there's a lot of little things surrounding it and the cold rooms and logistics and stuff that it's not necessarily, they don't have time for all the knowledge of it. And that would be my function, or MED project's function. Nice. So, so uh, I think, the, like you said earlier to us, that you guys are engineers. How did you get into the, what made you, what pulled you towards the agri sector? I think Gerrit um, Fisaghi, the owner, um, he used to build machines for the agricultural sector when he was still working uh, with his previous company, and he ventured out on his own. And because he knew the 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 area, 
the the farming community in that that environment um, it was a natural development into into that seeing that there were some shortfalls within the market uh, which needed addressing and there were some needs that needed to be addressed um, and that's how we started with it he he was a one-man show uh, actually so for for a few years um, until he saw that he he needed some extra help and then med started developing i think there, there's a there was a time when there's always been companies that manufactures the stuff but i think a lot of it used to be imported and then somebody would start but i think the technology has changed i mean we've moved from having a table where you can pack an apple to mm. designing a table that efficiently by efficiently i mean cost and not damaging the fruit it's become yes. more and more important and i think that's where the engineering design comes from making sure that you do what you do but you do it properly and in the right way but to add to that um as a marketer i go around to very many of these packing facilities and and um, i must honestly say that in uh, the 15 20 years in marketing in the agricultural sector I have not come across a company that gives as much attention to fitting new machinery into standard or, 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 or existing uh, facilities and does it better than MED can. Um, Gerard and, and the design team, I think they have got it right. Uh, he, he's got so an integral knowledge big... of how to fit a machine into a into a into a standard or or an existing facility. So you retrofit new things onto yeah. old ones. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just except, except for people that want to design a complete new backhouse, then because at least fifty percent. I've actually yeah. never done the calculation. Is existing facilities that gets refitted. I think we we place a great value on making it compact. You know, making sure that we don't waste space. Rule of thumb is if your machine is a million rand, the building will be a million rand as well. Okay. So it's bigger figures than that, of course. So for us, it's quite important to make sure that the equipment design is efficient because that reduces the building, which reduces the overall cost. Yes. So yeah. I think we go through a lot of effort with that sometimes, probably too much. Yeah, and efficiency through the, the, the throughput uh, of fruit through that facility then at the end of the day. Very important. Okay, as, as somebody that doesn't, we, we get into a lot of back houses, we see these machines working, but taking a step back, like what you said now, let's say I want to put up a new pack, pack house for whatever producer that I'm producing. Do I come to you guys first to design the machine? And yeah, we're, must, we're and, the thinking and, partner and, in this, and yes. And then we go to an architect to, yeah. to put yeah, up the building. Yeah. Well, well, I think no, you don't go to the architect. I yeah. leave that to our project manager. Yeah, yeah the, 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 <laughs> the, how's that for marketing? <laughs> the, the, the building shouldn't drive the equipment and the processes. Okay. So it must be the other way around. So, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in using an architect and make sure it's a beautiful building. It doesn't have to be a block store. Yes. The cost difference is marginal, but it's still lagging dog if you do it that way. So you want to design the packing line and make sure that thing is as efficient as yes. possible. And then you start putting buildings around it. And yes, the building will then probably drive some changes in the packing line as well, but not mm. primarily. So the, the packing system and the operations, operations should drive it. 
rather than anything else. Where's the cauldron? Where do I take the fruit from the cauldron to the packing line? How do I get it back into a cauldron? How do I ship it? That that must drive it rather than saying the building must look long and short and tall and yeah. nothing. Okay. So we, we this is really interesting, but I want to take this like a step further back for people. We're speaking about a lot of stuff where we assume knowledge, but we need to go a little bit further back. Yeah, yeah. So a packing machine, what is that and why is it necessary? And I mean, if you if you go to these big pack houses, um, you know, the people that are buying the fruit on the on, on the shelf, they have no idea about this. So if you could maybe go and look at the throughput of these pack of these pack houses, some of the pack houses, what are their uh, boxes? How many boxes do they pack per, per hour or per day? You know, it, it's yes. to give the volume. It's important to explain to people that you can't just pack fruit on a, on a standard table. They're conveyor belts. There's there's the the sorter, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Can you maybe elaborate on that a little bit for us? So it, it depends on type of fruit and and mm. everything like that. So I mean, the typical throughput, if you take the CFG example, serious fruit growers. Yes. Okay. So I think that line was. And I don't have the figures in front of me, but I think the idea was to do 520 bins of fruit. Of, yeah, 520 bins of fruit per shift, which is, I think, 8.25 hours, if I remember it correctly. But that differs on size of fruit and type of packaging and mm, things yes. like that. So, But that's sort of a, a, not a typical line, that's a very big line. Mm. But if you go for citrus, for example, you'll, you can pack citrus much faster. So there you'll have a four-lane size. Of Why witches. can you pack citrus faster? Citrus is typically more, doesn't bruise as easily okay. and things like that. So uh, again, that uh, uh, apple sizer, for example, runs at a maximum speed, or our apple sizer runs at a maximum speed of eight cups per second. So that's eight, fruit. Little eight fruit per second. Yeah. Of which not each and every cup can be filled. That's a whole different calculation. Whereas a citrus sizer would run at 12 to 15. Okay, okay. that's interesting. And yeah, so that makes a massive difference. And then the sizer that you, you saw was a cup sizer at Sears Fruit Growers. And a cup sizer runs slower. So it pays is a very difficult thing to, to pack. Because of so its shape. Because of the shape. Yeah. Things sticking in everywhere. So that runs at four and a half to five and a half cups per second. That's okay. sort of the rule of thumb so you'll get half the size of a sizer on a citrus line will pack three times the fruit or what okay. yeah i might get my math here wrong okay but you can get much more throughput through a citrus sizer and then the weight of fruit you must remember the sizer doesn't see anything except amount of fruit. So if you talk bins per day, there's a certain volume that packs into a bin, yeah. all the sizes. So in terms of kilograms throughput or tons throughput, uh, average apple weight is 125 grams in the serious areas, for example, whereas citrus uh, orange is 200, 220 grams. It's, it's heavier, yeah. 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 So, but, but, but those lines also weigh the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weigh, and, and, okay, a lot of people listening to this know all these things, but also they might be somebody that don't know, yeah. is it, it weighs it, it looks it, it looks through the fruit into it, into can, it yeah, with, with, with the scanners, with the optical. So for all, for all intents and purposes, there's a set of cameras that does the shape of the fruit. So you want to know where the stem and the calyx is. 
And then you're able to determine how round or how long or whatever yes. it is. For example, a pair with a neck and the, the body bit. Um, what did we have now? Size. Those are the optical sizer machines. Yeah. 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 Okay. And most of the sizes these days are um, optical sizes or users optics. So, but you use a camera to determine the shape. Then you do color sorting, which determines, for example, if you were seeing pink lady, you want to know how much percentage of the fruit, fruit is, pink. Is, mm. is pink. You want to know what the intensity of that color is, because sometimes that's important for the sorting process. And, and obviously different markets requiring different things. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then you have infrared cameras as well as normal color cameras, color cameras with which they essentially build a 3D model of the fruit. So each of that fruit goes past several cameras and it builds a 3D model. And the infrared cameras can see a little bit into the fruit mm. under the skin, just a little bit. And by looking at the colors, you can see let's call it blemishes or quality issues, whether it's a hail mark or something like that. And you see other images you see clearer using the infrared and the machine, because there's a 3D model and you know this shape and form of this thing, they can overlay it and you can see other things. So for example, in apples, a uh, problem is what we call stem crack, which is a crack, just a crack just in the, in the little, uh, at the stem. Yeah. And, they use, for example, a combination of infrared camera and color camera to be able to see that clearly and to say it's not the stem that's there, but look, there's a little crack behind the stem. That fruit goes to class two or whatever the, the sorting group is. Okay. So you guys work with this every day, but for, for people that don't know, what you've just been saying is incredibly wild technology. So each yes. fruit yes. has a, a, a 3D model um, yeah. made of it uh, digitally yeah. so that the, that the machine can make a decision on that fruit's quality and size or its specs, or specifications yeah. to decide which market it needs to go to. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty sci-fi for most people that and are actually just buying the fruit to know that each fruit has been inspected like that. And yeah. something like that. high speed. Uh, other, yeah. What other people don't know is that each of those photos need to be stored. Yeah. So you also need to be able to trace in your traceability yeah. that fruit from the market saying when it went through, it actually... No, it's incredibly gorgeous. powerful. It's, yes. it's not a PC yeah. that does something in the background. You know, this is industrial computers with yeah. and millions of photos cameras. Yeah, these, these cameras work within a three meter range. In, in other words, the from where the fruit comes into the boxes, until it has passed through the internal quality checker on the other mm. side, it's run about three, three and a half meters. I think it's, yeah, if, if, you, if, if you not have less. internal sorting, then yeah. it's 1.7 plus yeah. the camera. So, so, so in that space of time, this computer system has to, <clears throat> has to process all the information that was sent to it by the cameras. And it has to tell the, the, the main computer, all right, this fruit must be offloaded in, on table number 40. Yeah. This is a second grade, Local market, please offload it there. Or if there's a fault, go through to the last exit and come back and be sorted all over again. Mm -hmm. So it's very powerful and, and it's very interesting technology that is involved in in the optical sizer um, of this magnitude. So and but, I think but, I think but, very few people realize that the speed at which these computers yeah. work, as as yeah. Vika said, you know, it's crazy. But, you, but how long have you been with MED now? Feels like forever. Um, <laughs> I think seven it's, years? It's seven years? 
And before that, what did you do before that? I worked for a company that does, did industrial refrigeration. So okay. um, we did big freezer stores and cold rooms for fruit industry and okay. cooling tunnels and things like that. It's always yeah. uh, I'm always curious as to when people were not in this industry and it doesn't matter what they did as a, like you, you said, you're an engineer, but you might have been in the automotive industry yeah. before it. What do they think the first time that they get to see these things in action? I've taken a few friends to, to go and look at back houses and they go, I mean, to put it in perspective, I mean, we obviously have clients that has machines that's 20 years old yes. that you now take to a new back house, you know, and for them it's an experience. And to to go to the computer and the guy, the operator showing them, look, that's what we did. It's, it's, it's well for them and they have perspective. So I think for... For my wife that will go and buy a bag of apples, I must actually take her so that she understands it. I realize now, <laughs> yeah. but I, I think I think it's it's spectacular. It's, I must tell you, and and I mean, if you look at some of the technology that you get, and you've been to a pre-sorter in an apple pack house. That's yeah. phenomenal, yeah. you know. And if you go overseas and you see what they do, you know, it's it's with automation, and and I think South Africa is moving towards that slowly because mm. our, our labor costs are still such that you don't necessarily need to do it. But it's, it's amazing what you can do. The artificial intelligence that these machines have, that they can actually look through the skin of, of a, an apple or a pear or a um, citrus fruit yeah. and see damage internally that yeah. you with your naked eye cannot see. Yeah. And it can actually help you pick that up or something which might develop from a very small mark into um, some kind of rot or something like yeah. that, which develops once the fruit's packed. Yeah. That kind of AI that, that is bringing to our um, fruit industry is remarkable. And to see what you guys are doing with what you do, how that's adding value and, in, and increasing the farmer, eventually the farmer's income by, being, by, by checking all of that stuff while they're packing, at high speed or reducing or, or more i would say more reducing risk of yeah. claims mm. at the, yeah, yeah, at the it, end it again just gives you options I, I mean it's it's not necessarily all of it is ai you know a lot of it is take this camera if this looks like this then you do that mm. but there's there's ai happening in the background yes. as well and that's sort of the next phase mm. phases of development i suppose but it's 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 amazing what you can do i mean internal quality has actually existed for quite a while you know, so in the American market, they use it a lot for, for example, on citrus, <coughs> excuse me, to determine the, the acidities and sugar content okay. and things like that. In South Africa, and we, in, the, in, the, in the scan, scan yeah. part, yeah. we can determine the sugar value of the fruit yeah, as it goes past. Of it, but the the okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I'm just sorry to interrupt you now. <laughs> that means that there's going to be a light or something coming through it. To yeah, it's see. actually a reflection uh, technology that that gets utilized and 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 the the wavelength of the light that is reflected yes. or or shone through the fruit we yes. don't make use of reflection like the other uh, competitors in the market does um, but uh, that's something different again uh, but we can determine the the acidity of 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 a fruit nice. um, without actually puncturing the fruit to get a sample so it's so, near infrared and it's spectrometry yeah. and there's yes. there's so many things happening there in, in, in all of it, it's, yeah, you've got to see it to believe it. And okay. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding. So next time you're at one of those facilities, you ask them to show it to you, you know, and this apple comes out, the machine tells you this thing is 
there's something bad going in inside. And it looks perfect. You want to take a bite, but you cut it open and you've got core rot. I've seen like. it and been yes. blown away by it. Yeah. It no, is it's, phenomenal it's, to see it's immensely what accurate. those things do, how they do it, and how fast they do it. No, yeah, for pre-sorting uh, purposes, excuse me, because but for pre-sorting purposes, it is actually very necessary to have this kind of technology available because you're going to store those apples and pears for four to six months, if not longer, yeah. uh, you know, and if you put something like that into, uh, which is not identified uh, as having, let's say, coral fraud or something like that, and you put that into a, into a, a, a ripening facility or a keeping facility, it'll, it'll burst out within the first month or first few weeks, it'll burst out and it'll contaminate the whole crate yes. and you will lose a lot of fruit. It'll, so, it might, if yeah. it's a top crate, it might even go through to the exactly. bottom. Exactly. So, so no, it's absolutely necessary to have this. But also for our export market, because we, we have to ship our fruit such a long distance to get to, to, to the first class markets, um, you have to have fruit in those containers hmm. that will not rot on the way there. Yeah. But so, it's not only rot. I mean, for example, yeah. internal browning in apples, you know, if you sell apples as a class one fruit yeah. and it gets to some person in Singapore or wherever you've exported to and they eat it and it's brown and you're going to have problems. So, and if a container comes to the other side to get rid of that container, if there's a problem inside yeah. and Trust me, the market's there. What doesn't accept it, you have to get rid of that fruit. That's immensely expensive. Mm. And that's what the clients want. And certain certain products do have a tendency for internal browning, certain apple types, etc. And if you catch it early enough, you can sell yeah. it locally. You know, so yeah. But it's it's incredible. So and it works. It works extremely well. So also, we're talking now quite specifically about the sorters, about the optical, yes. the sorting and the sizing and that kind of thing. But you spoke about that you um, build the peripheral machinery for the packing. So yeah. it might actually be quite interesting for you to say how, what kind of machinery goes through the whole process from, from when the time the fruit arrives at the pack house. Yeah, what, what are the processes that you need that you guys fill? It obviously differs from fruit to fruit. Yes. So if you, for example, take an apple line, you will have a, a tipper or a dumper. So you get apples is wonderful because it floats. So you mm. can very easily use water for it. So that's so, dumping the bins. Yeah. So you take the bins, which is typically between 360 and 400 kilogram of fruit per bin. And there's various type of tippers, dumpers, um, whichever naming convention you want to follow and it gently puts the fruit into water you let the apples float out of the bin whereas pears doesn't float or some of them floats but because of their sugar content they typically uh, sink so there you have to sort of tip it over so that it goes into the water and then by using proper flow techniques make yeah. sure that the fruit moves forward in the that requires quite a lot of engineering. I've also heard the guys up the salinity of the water to also. No, no, no. We've got a spa bath underneath yeah, no. those pears. We bathe yes. them in the okay. in a spa bath. <laughs> yeah, you, and then okay, we so wash the bubble, them through. The bubbles lift them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Lift it up slightly and then it you moves see, now that's interesting. We, I never knew it, but I've, it, I've never seen had it like. had a spa on its way to me. <laughs> yeah. You there treat you them really well. Yeah. There you go. Now, look, fruit integrity for, for, for MED mm. and Griefa mm. is the most important yes, um, point. And, and everything we do, every machine we built to handle this 
fruit on the way to the box and even <coughs> on the pellets itself or pelletizing is, is built around the fruit integrity and keeping that fruit's integrity in place. You cannot add value to a bad fruit that comes into a packet, but you can take away from it. Yes. And we want the, the best um, uh, throughput of good fruits to boxes that we can actually offer any client. And, and that's the bottom line of fruit handling. And I, and I have to add that Grifo actually was the first company in the world that did quality sorting on fruit. Okay, and, interesting. And, and, and that's no lie. I mean, you, all the others followed and they're still following. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Great marketing. Yeah, um, so yeah. the fruit was tipped, then we then build a flume into which, in which the fruit is transported. So typically is for- Is that an, in water? In yeah. water, yeah. Okay. So the water does get a bit of chlorine treatment and things like that, but I mean, the amount of chemicals that is allowed is, is minimal and very tightly controlled. So you don't easily add anything to the water. Yeah, but often those chemicals is for to kill pathogens as well. Yeah, so in the citrus industry, you would use some, but then it's it's specific areas, and also you only allow certain levels yeah. of treatment and everything. So it's it's very tightly controlled by the markets, which is probably a good thing. Um, so with our inspections that we've done to China with the live streaming things, is that yeah. they were very focused on that what fungicides and pesticides and everything. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what do you put in? What's the what's the PPM that, that goes into the water? Yeah. And we had one of the pack houses on the inspection that didn't have a water bath. They had just that dry dry brushing. And on pears. Yeah. And, and it was a, so a lot big of, issue for them. A lot of the older pear pack houses still, still has dry tipping. And if you do plums and things like that, that's also typically dry. That's why I'm saying there's so many variations. Mm -hmm. So each fruit we sort of have to, to look what's the ideal way to treat okay. it, you know. Um, so then you spoke, you were talking about the flume as, as it oh, takes, yeah. so the, it takes the it to the next stage. The flume is a water bath yes. or a canal in, in which you transport the fruit as gently as possible. That's the wonderful thing about water. It's, it's really, really gentle. So you don't have that rubbing of fruit as you would on a conveyor and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, it then gets elevated out of that with a, a roller conveyor type system okay. so that people can typically, again, not always the case, but can inspect the fruit. So you have let's call it a sorting station where some people will look at the fruit and take out blatantly rotten fruit or something that you can see just sort of as a first sorting function and leaves and other things that leaves. might have come through yeah so we we have equipment so you get you can use fans to get rid of the leaves but that doesn't work because it's typically wet, wet yeah. so we then have water curtains and you can use high pressure washers to get rid of the leaves so the modern day sorting equipment you you don't necessarily have to get rid of the leaf because the machine can see it's a leaf. In the olden days, that was more difficult. But okay, you still want to get rid of it because it, yeah. it, after a while it gets crummy and, and it's yeah. not nice. So you don't want but, to. But, but also the, the actual packet, the box could then also remove a leaf if it, if it gets yeah. to them. But at that, at that point, you don't want that to be there. Ideally, you want that lady yeah, to take the fruit in the box, get the mm -hmm. box away, you know, or carton. Um, so after the elevator, again, depending on the layout, it goes onto a conveyor that feeds it into the sizer. The sizer starts with a set of V-belts and then you get um, your what we call diabolos, which rotates the fruit past the cameras. From the cameras, past the cameras, it might go through internal quality sorting, like we mentioned. And then from there on onto the cups, which then puts it onto packing tables, which we start manufacturing again. 
there's various different ones. So in apples, you get some that has got a slanted top belt so that you can pack fruit into trays. Um, and the trays then goes into a carton. The carton goes onto a conveyor, which we manufacture again typically. And the conveyor goes to a palletizing station where there might be a lifting station to pick the pallet up and down so that the people don't have to lift it up two meters to get to the top layer, things like that. In the citrus industry, there's there's more equipment because you have to wax the fruits and you have to dry the fruit. So you have drying tunnels. Do, do you guys build those as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So there's, there's very few things in the packing line that we will not build. Um, I think you've got to either be able to build everything or nothing almost. So, um, so you guys do the peripheral stuff and the sorters of from Krefa, your partners. Yeah, yeah. But, you so, could, but you can also uh, build a complete packed line and the guy can buy a different sorter to put in. Yes, yeah. So we, we do that. Uh, typically, again, we, we've, we're the agent for Krefa and we often partner with them. We've built lines or peripheral equipment for them that they've installed overseas in Australia, New Zealand, oh, okay. Switzerland, India, Quite a lot of countries, so so we yeah we've done oh, that as well. That's interesting because you know one one would typically think that you serve South Africa, but mm. it's interesting that you guys yeah. are working with them internationally as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, it's a partnership. It's a full-on partnership, yeah. and and um, we do do the peripherals for them outside of South Africa as well. Yeah. What's been what's been the most interesting or biggest or weirdest project that you've done? Asian one. The RCCM, that Asian one that Philip and them went to? Yeah, uh, that was before my time. One in yeah. India, which yeah. I understood was was quite interesting, simply because it's just out of our communication is difficult, yeah. traveling there is difficult, working there is not easy. If you forgot a piece of cable or a tool, <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. I think in Kenya, it was the same thing. You know, you don't necessarily get a, get a crane to download, uh, download to offload equipment. You, <laughs> you got the idea. Yeah, they, you, you just get 50 people and you offload things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very interesting. Yeah. And and so, what fruits do do your what fruits do your um, pack lines normally service? And, and is there uh, well, obviously something like grapes. We don't. No, you can't. You can't do grapes. Grapes is a it. very interesting industry, yeah. actually. In my my starting years was in the grape industry yeah. up in the Northern Cape, and grapes is fascinating because it's such a short window. You know, yeah. that's somebody that has to spend all this money on cooling and a pack house and everything, and he has, let's say, an eight week window in which mm. he has to pack it. So, they typically build their conveyors on a on a different way to keep that cost down and and things like that. Mm. And a grape. There's also it's something on a bunch. Yes. You can't see the grape behind the 13 other grapes. So it's done manually mostly. And and so, I mean, the biggest backhouse that I think we did in those days, we, there was something like 700 ladies doing packing and sorting. It's a lot of people. And, <laughs> and, and you, can't, you can't automate it at all in the way there, that you guys are doing. There has okay. been machines to, to automate it, but the accuracy and the handling, because grapes is also quite sensitive to how you handle it. So you can't take a grape and drop it into a, yes. uh, a bowl. So it's, it's quite difficult, but there has been machines that does it. And I think it was greatly successful, but it, it did a Interesting. Job. Yeah. So what are the fruits? It's citrus, apples, pears, pl plums, and um, Peaches, other stone fruit? All of them. Yeah, there's, okay. there's cucumbers, okay. yeah, watermelons, so, 
melons. Banana? Literally. Yeah. There's, there's not much that we don't do. Yeah, we've built peripheral equipment for the banana guys, but yeah. not Grefa doesn't do a machine for bananas. I don't think there is a machine like that. No. Now that I think about it. But because we, ultimately you've got the whole bunch in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's an so integrated process on its own. Uh, yeah. Dumping that bunch of bananas that's, into yes, that's something into to see. and it's then hanging immense. them and ripening them. And, uh, I think Grefa typically does yeah. not do um, cherries and blueberries, that's okay. such a specialized field yes. on its own again. So we've yeah. built some peripheral equipment and equipment for that mechanical type stuff. Mm. Yeah. But the electronic stuff for blueberries and cherries is, is rather specialized. The berries, you want to keep the bloom on the outside of the fruit. Yeah. So minimal handling. Yeah. Um, uh, I used to work for Unitech. Um, so okay. I've got quite a bit of knowledge on the sorting of, of the cherries and berries and okay. such. But tell us about that. <laughs> it's interesting. No, there's nothing to know about it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a very uh, stura Afrikaner, so I like to keep it in-house, and MED does that for me. Um, we manufacture okay. out of the South African market here, so we, we source our steel here, we get our bearings, we get our chains, everything here. We laser cut on, on the premises, we powder coat here, we manufacture the rollers here. Um, so it's just the backbone that that Hreifar unit um, that actually comes in that uh, that is not built locally. So okay. once you buy a machine from us and you want to service it, if it runs out of its service um, time, we give you a, a year's um, a warranty on it. Uh, once that's out of out of uh, warranty, you will be able to do it over the counter at any place in South Africa. So and that and that makes it unique with the other guys that's in the market, like the Italians and so on. That is not the case, mm. um, and that makes it difficult because because of the history of the South African farmer. He yeah. likes to do things on his own. Mm. He will stand there with a hammer and a, and a spanner and keep that unit running um, until such time as he can come to the to the repair of it. Um, but he wants to be able to do it himself. Yeah. Uh, and and with the totally imported machinery, it's just not it's uh, you are not able to do that. But that is also why we have got that uh, a very good after sales team that uh, does the Hrefa machinery, and we've got some technicians that also works on the on the MED stuff. So we are capable of 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 satisfying the market at any time, and and that's a, also very important to us. That is the is the is the after sales service that we provide and we do it continuously you know we've got a 24-hour um, uh, internet service uh, where we can service your machine we can go onto the machine check what what the fault may be yes. and we can do it here in south africa it does not have to go over to the netherlands uh, where the crefa units come from so we can monitor it from here um, and then we can send a technician and we've got technicians in the different areas um, throughout the country yeah that's something that we've seen with other back houses yeah. that They've often it's a terrible internet thing. They've got to, had to put in internet so that the people overseas could work on a thing. If it's yeah, and the machines are, are, are these days. It's the mechanicals are are really well sorted out. You know, on on, on all of the machines. So the biggest issue is updating programs and sorting systems and whatever it may be. Or there's a there might be a little bit of an issue with. I don't know what goes on. Dirty cameras, yeah, for instance. Yeah, yeah. the fruit gets offloaded in the wrong place and, and, and 
It's just a matter of somebody has to tell you as the operator, listen, camera number four is a bit dirty. Can you just clean it? So you, you need know, the internet connection, you log on. And yeah, I, I want to yeah. say most of the issues are sorted out that yeah. way, which is also fantastic for some guys sitting yeah. 200 yeah. k's away from the closest yeah. technician. You know, you don't want to lose that time. Our guys are also, or the Khrifa people are, are, are so clued up that if we install a new unit at your place, they will gather information of other units in that same area that has operated under the, the specific yeah. circumstances of that area. In other words, the climate and when uh, you get some damage that's specific to that area on yeah. the fruit, we will upload a, a program for you to have you run that machine from the word go. If you push the start button, you will be able to sort it. And then the tweaking comes in. We leave a technician at your place. He helps you to set up your unit for your specific fruit and you're off and running. That's so, pretty amazing. Yeah. So, so if let's say that technician finds something on one farm and there's like three machines within a close vicinity, yeah, you uh, share that, it. That, that could be, then that machine shares it through to those ones as well? Yeah, every, all of the machines have a different way of operating. So Krefa has a system... I call it crowdsourcing, and they will kill me for saying that probably, <laughs> but it's, they call it, they set up a decision file, and the decision file tells the machine, if I see something that is that shape and slightly this and slightly that on the cameras, it means this is yeah. what it is. So Krefa's mission is not to say there is a defect, that's defect sorting, and that's, there's a mark or whatever, that means nothing. Yeah. What Krefa wants to do is it wants to tell you, that's thrips on your citrus or that's a fresh puncture on your apple or that stem crack on your apple or whatever it is. That's very important for them. And that decision file, if there's hail somewhere and the hail causes a defect that looks in a specific way, that gets uploaded to the decision file and distributed so that everybody has that information sure. and can get it. So a couple of years ago, I remember there was these strange white residue on citrus in the north of the country and it okay. wasn't anywhere else so the technician went took some photos and one of the clients took the photos sent it to Khrefa update everybody has it so what was it it was some something that they put on the fruit one of the if in a specific way causes this residue so I don't know if the conditions induced it or whatever it was yeah, but the idea is like that, that everybody can then have the information and sort that out so interesting yeah. okay so so <clears throat> That, that is a, a very big plus because that, that thing about we can't get the stuff because it's overseas and we can't connect. So it's, it's good that the stuff is as integrated as you, as yeah, you yeah. explained. We, you were mentioning about R&D, about new things that you're developing that yeah, we so were chatting about earlier. I think it's something that we're constantly busy with. So if you go and look at the packing stations that we do, that changes and we try and do it differently. I mean, again, it's a bunch of engineers, so telling them not to tweak something is kind of impossible. <laughs> so it sometimes it's it like becomes... like a mechanic's car is always broken. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The problem is you tweak it into a worse state than what it was, so we, we're quite careful for that. So for the last while, um, we've been working on some, some new equipment. So a couple of years ago, we, we developed a new soft pin tipper, and that's in the market now for a while, quite a few of them. And we've now the, done... Uh, the trench, we've got a trench that yeah. we can take a stack of three eye bins okay. and drench them effectively. Yeah, um, I know that the CRI has, has made um, note that you must only drench two high um, stack bins, but uh, we've done the tests um, independently and uh, 
proven. It has proven that the PPIs of the of the center bin and the bottom bins on the sides, on the on the corners of the of the boxes and so on, that's that's hundred percent within the spec that is required. So and that, that comes from, is, from a client doing yeah. two thousand bins a day. So you, yeah. yeah, having a drench that does two high at X speed versus three high, that's thirty percent. On yeah. the same machine. Massive so, incremental yeah. savings. So we, we try and look for that. those avenues. And then mm. okay. we're busy with some equipment for the nut market, which is still yeah. a little bit under the reps, copyrights right. and stuff. So we'll sort that out. And then we build. We're busy in, in the onion. Yeah, there's some onion, onion seed, seed, business. seed sorting machines and a few yeah. other things. So but in that's the next couple of months. Yeah. No, we can't. They can't, you can't leave people to not. Do but it. for something <laughs> like that, let's say, let's say a grower wants. Something very specific. Hmm. Can he come and yeah. MED? Vikas uh, explained what the name MED stands for, but Gerard Visage, our MED, he says MED stands for Mark Enige Dun. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not literally so, but yeah, if you ask uh, hard enough and long enough, you will actually get it out of <laughs> out of our engineers. Like but, that. Uh, but the problem with that is that it it might spark something that could change an in industry. No, for sure. Or it could just end up at one pizza place and sort of these things. Yes. And that's we, we designed, for example, a mechanical blueberry sizer a while ago and, and we sold exactly one of them. We still think it's a freaking fantastic machine, but I think we might have missed the specific market point. But it, that's the way it goes. Some of them mm. we sell hundreds of. We did inline scales with kickoffs a while ago to, mm. to check carton weights. Okay. And that works well, yeah. you know, so that you sell a lot of, whereas and the, the bin, um, soft bin tipper, we do a lot of. Yeah. We've done a box filler at the end of the sorting table yeah. now, um, where we can actually connect with the sorting, uh, sorting table's motor and uh, have the box filled uh, up to a certain weight yeah. and then automatically turn the belt around so that the fruit goes onto a, a circular motion on the table whilst we're changing the box. And if we push the start button again, it runs in yeah. and starts filling the box. Sounds so, like so, you guys have lots of fun, actually. Yeah. No, this sounds it? like it's interesting <laughs> and to, to do this and work out these things to make things yeah. easier for people. So, yeah, we, we do it. I think we do it. The, 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 the point of, the, of this whole operation is to, to get it to a point where it is easy to operate mm -hmm. and it does not cost an arm and a leg. Um, so, yeah. Uh, when when we have fun whilst doing that, so be it. And I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a, for me as an engineer, I think there's a, you know, you, you study and you think you're going to work for a Sussel or a Telcom or something like that. But I think the fruit industry is is fascinating and it's big and it's there's equipment and there's operations. So whether you're an industrial engineer that wants to optimize operations, a lot of work but going on on, on on that subject, you're saying that when you studied to be an engineer, that and this discussion comes up with everybody we talk about. Is how do you, how do you make young people interested in agricultural sector? Because if you if you ask a standard eight or grade ten pupil now, what do you want to become? He's going to say, I want to become an engineer. Okay, what do you want to engineer? And the first thing you tell him is don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, yeah. I, I, I actually don't know. I, I think the, I think the industry, the, the, the CGI and, and those guys are trying to, to create that awareness. And I think it happens. But again, you know, if, if you don't grow up 
in Tanin where there's a lot of fruit, or for me it was Uppington where there's a lot of grapes, are you really going to be aware of what's happening around yeah. you? And, and I think, yeah, hopefully with what you're doing, you're creating that same awareness. You know, if we do keep on doing that and people see a video on LinkedIn showing how fruit goes into a bin or out of a bin or you label the thing or whatever happens, I think that creates that awareness. So hopefully we can get it a little bit earlier. Mm. And I think that's that's the difficult thing. You know, by the time the guy decided to study accounting you know if he's not aware that there's accounting work in the fruit industry as well massive accounting work by Mm. the way then he's missed that opportunity so we actually need to probably eat school somewhere yeah to to create that awareness schools is the big thing that i think um, is missing the boat in in terms of just agriculture yes there's a bullet and a marlow and all these but it's localized it's the the amount of kids in those schools versus in the biggest sphere is a fraction. Frac- it's a fraction yeah. mm. um it's one of the things that i think no but we must I, I think with the media we must just keep at it um, yeah you guys yeah. are creating that. especially with with the internet usage that we've got um you know and, and and the availability of the internet to people um my idea is that we should always push your product onto the internet and and like you You're said right. earlier with a bit more bit more detail so that an uh, aspiring engineer can see that there has been a lot of work put into this you know yeah. and he might just find a home there yeah, but so, there's so many other things i mean if 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 you think on people that's interested in quality control and things like that that's massive yeah. i mean you have the whole ppcb and in inside each yeah. Each backhouse, there's people inspecting, doing quality control. There's people that has to, I mean, the IT departments. I mean, you've mm. been to CFG. The IT department is massive. It's, it's, yeah. So there's, there's that. There's the people packing the fruit. There's controllers and operators. There's mm. the financial department is humongous. So there's so many things there. It's more of a general awareness. I mean, the engineers <laughs> is probably a smaller do, part do, of it as well. And the do, biggest do you think there could be a place for, for I'm just, there's just an idea that came up now, that for schools to have like, I know they've got maths competitions and spelling and uh, what, what is it, Redenaar? Um, um, Toastmasters. Yes, like Toastmasters um, or, yeah. or debating. debating. Debating, yes. yes. That you have an engineering competition for, let's say, MED together with Griev, I'm just, mm. you go to schools and said, we want, we're looking for future kids that I we guess. can maybe give a scholarship to whatever, yeah. have a competition like that, design something for yeah, well, nice if, For example, the pack houses, if you take Citrus Dull, which is mm. a small town, and, and I mean, lots of children, obviously, because there's lots of people working in the industry. But if you can start it somewhere there, we, the schools take, for example, mm. that and do it. Yeah. But a lot, again, a lot of those growers' kids might not be going to school in, they might be yeah, going to I mean, the, or a, Yeah, but not specifically the growers. I'm, I'm speaking about this. Yes. There's a whole town of people that is physically there. I want to say 90% because there is, yes. for example, in citrus dull, citrus farming, you know, mm-hmm. or in serious apples, pears, and all the other fruit. So, I mean, just on that, somewhere there's a, another but, Elon Musk or for sure. whoever you think is smart sure. enough yeah. to yes. do it. 
they are companies that that actually um, student engineers guys that start their studies in in engineering they um, actually uh, do allocate them or, or or I know that MED is a part of that of that fraternity where holiday they work. yeah we they call can it holiday on. work but yeah, if correct. you're studying in your Every year you have to do a certain it's amount like of hours. It's like an internship. Yeah, correct, internship. correct. Yeah. Um, Early internship. We don't do unpaid internship. We're nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, we are involved in, in programs like that um, where they then send those students here. But uh, to just add to what you've said, I think it, uh, there is a ways to go with the school kids and 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 on a younger age yeah. or, or from a younger age where they start Showing to form their exposure. careers. Hmm. Five, uh, you know, uh, from from standard five, grade right, seven, seven yeah. on. Um, I think that's. Away your age <laughs> yeah, I think that's the part where where, where one decides. Listen, uh, this interests me. Yes, and and even if you take a classroom full of people and only two are interested, you've actually reached two more people. Yes. So yeah, no, there's a there's a way to go with that. But not just for I'm mean, not just for you guys. Mm -hmm. I think it could be for anybody. People. Mm. A nursery, uh, yeah. chemical company. Uh, no, we must get the younger people more involved in, in what's happening around them. I think they're so distant from... They all eat the product that yeah. every, all of us are involved with. Yeah, yeah but it, it takes quite a while to get somebody to understand it. I mean, when I worked in the refrigeration industry, we did abattoirs. And, and to oh. understand what is going on there is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Not always very nice, but fascinating. Fascinating to and understand how it yeah. happens but that was also i got involved with that by chance rather mm -hmm. than planning because you don't think when you eat a chop at home where it comes from i knew because i was from platteland but you know <laughs> yeah. you don't necessarily yeah. think about that yeah I've, I've been in one of those commercial avatars and it's it's amazing it, it is what it is but it's actually fascinating to mm. see how yeah. these things work and like you have got a cooling background as to how quickly those things are cooled down from Body temperature to... Yeah. If you don't do that, it creates quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. But equally back back in, in the industry that you guys are working in, I mean, when you buy an apple off the shelf, you don't know about that the apple didn't just jump in the box. There was yeah. a lot of effort that mm. went into that. Yeah. And um, I think we can. what we've been doing with our mm. podcast is actually, it's a little bit of fun to connect people to each other. So our, our previous podcast, we asked them to... Anonymously. It's an anonymous question. An anonymous question. From the question previous guy from, to the current mm, people. Yes. And we're going to ask you guys to also give a question yes. for the next guy. So uh, the question from the previous guys is, what is your passion? What makes you jump out of bed in the morning? And don't say the alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're talking work-related. Yes. Or, or agriculture. Any, yeah, yeah, anything. The people, the, meeting the people, getting really? to, to, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I must yeah. say, I... I don't know how to describe it, but I, I love building buildings. Not that I physically build them, but the design and and understanding what you need and then getting it together. And it's it's like it becomes a little pet project slash baby, you know. So yeah. there's a hell of a lot of ups if it, things go right. And with any project, there's a lot of things that goes wrong and that breaks your heart almost. And it, it's weird to describe it. You need to, I suppose if you've built a house, you'll understand it. But it's, it's amazing to start with a discussion about a client, so maybe I should do this, and then a couple of months later standing in 
front of Make a beautiful... Make the concept a reality. Yeah, and, and yeah. the same with the machines, you know, all of that stuff, and then making it work together, and it's uh, it's awesome. I've, I've always said to people, if you stand around a braai, and it's new, all different people you just meet, you, you, what do you do, what do you do, what do you do, and... And I always joke, and I've got nothing against people who's accountants, but if you say, well, what do you do now? I'm an accountant. Oh, okay, what do you do? <laughs> it doesn't, it, it, there's no discussion following it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with what we do is I can say, well, that video, I made that, I did yeah. that. I, yeah. The same with you. You can say, I designed that thing and that's how it's working. Yeah. And I think that is a that gives me a big kick for things that we the creative side of things yes. and yeah. the thinking uh, thinking about output. yes and and the, the thought that's gone into it and the concepts of getting getting things from concepts to nuts mm -hmm. and bolts yeah. or bricks mortar yeah and we need the accountants to to do their bits so that we have the money to do yes. that to make sure that we made money at exactly. the end still not exciting <laughs> <laughs> I have too many accountant friends, I can't say anything. Yeah. Shut up about that. I left the accountancy and stayed at seven. So I'm not going to copy for another three yeah. years. Yeah, I barely made it through, so <laughs> definitely not my strong suit. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to add? No. Just, it's just a parting... No, I, I think thank you. It was actually quite interesting. I was a little bit scared at the beginning, but it was quite fun. So you and found I, out we don't bite. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sitting across from the table from you, so I'm not sure if you can. But yeah, I think it's awesome that you do this, so please keep on going. And I, I think it's, it's great. And the awareness that you're creating, I think, is going to be good for us as MED, but more for the industry. I think there's a lot to be done for the industry, so thanks. It's good. It's really a pleasure. Yes. Well, we love yeah. doing what we what we do. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we really do. We love it. Okay. Cool. Thanks, guys. Good. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much.